Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. Moves up and takes the lead, but Mr. Brightside's challenging. Mr. Brightside up to Alligator Blood, Cascadian late. Mr. Brightside in front, and Mr. Brightside side has won the mile from Cascadian, the inevitable. Zaki joined by Animo, who looks destiny in the face at the 150. Animo takes the lead from Zaki. Alligator blood, I'm thunderstruck, but it's Animo clear. I'm thunderstruck late. Animo holding on. Animo, this time for the big A. What a provide thunderstruck, Albonagon. He's through on Beauty Eternal. Then came Namur. Next in there is so Rush, but it's Golden 60 for Hong Kong. Four on Voyage Bubble. That's not a whip. So on that ride from Vincent is magic. Golden 60. Wicks down the middle. King Paul Dream at the 100 is getting desperate. Now Wicks is storming home. Wicks over the top. Arch is too good. They can't beat her. G'day punters and welcome back to another Racing Previews podcast. It is, of course, Australia Day this Friday and uh, a couple Australian races around the country on Saturday as well. We've got Caulfield, that is the main focus, as well as the Valley, Caulfield Friday, the Valley on Saturday. And this will be part one of the podcast. We're recording nice and late on a Wednesday night with my man, Nick McWalter. Nico, just like the old days, mate. Just you and me, mate. Both in our bedrooms, just... Slaving away. Before we uh, before we recruited bot, a human robot who is uh, very good at what he does. But how's your week been, mate? How was last weekend on the punt? For me, it was a little bit tough last Saturday. A lot of my bets were down the straight at Flemington, and um, I've never seen a bias quite like it. I think every horse, every winner was in either lane one, two, three, or four, and there was a significant advantage to those inside lanes. Uh, we even saw an 80-1 to 1 winner. But how's your week been and how's the punt been treating you? Yeah, well, last weekend uh, wasn't too bad. I didn't really have that many bets. I worked uh, in the morning and then I was busy in the afternoon. But I sort of thought, as always, it would be favoured sort of down the outside. And that wasn't really the case. But I was, in the same sense, I was happy to see it back to the inside, even though it wasn't probably advantageous to most punters and and my betting. It's always down the outside, and I've had so many bets over the journey where if you've drawn inside, you've probably been the run of the race and you've been beaten by your barrier. And I don't, I'm not, um, that's hard to take in a sense. But um, yeah, I got away fairly unscathed. Mornings and Glory paid the mm. faith. He, uh, he ran super. He smashed he the did. clock. He did. 
uh, yeah, that could be his going life now, back to a 1,000 metres, and yeah, he's got a good sprint on him. So, um, yeah, I got away reasonably unscathed, but beautiful. we That's move right. on. Works crazy, short week after short week. Can't catch a break. Yeah, I've just started pre-season back, so I am sore and sorry at the moment. But anyway, we will uh, we will work towards it. And uh, Looking forward to the rain up. and everything to slow down. <laughs> um, if you hear any commotion in the background, punters, it is uh, just the family. Mum's on the reds and dad's on the whiskey and coke. So, Oh, jeez. That's, that's that's a standard Wednesday night at the Kalutsis. <laughs> I should get over there. Record in <laughs> you your bedroom. You should. All right. Let's go, Caulfield. Uh, Rail is in the true position. Australia Day this Friday. Um, I don't have too many thoughts around the track just yet, but I think we just go in with an open mind and hopefully it is fair. Should be race perfect two. like it always is. Yeah, hopefully. Race two is the race we are going to start in. It is a 1,400-meter benchmark 70. Eternal Flame, back in class, $2.40 favorite from Frenchman's Bay. Uh, $4, then you add to Vasilia, $5.50. She's notorious, $8.50. Write your own ticket, the rest. Nico, you just want to mention a horse in this? Yeah, I am not. I haven't decided whether I want to have a bet um, on internal flame just yet. She was very good uh, last start behind Varvia over an unsuitable trip over 1,200. I'm just undecided whether I want to back her here. She's drawn well. She gets frosty. Is she going to be a touch flat? Second up is my only query. She's definitely better than all the horses uh, in this race, but um, yeah, that was my only little query. She's been well backed early, and I know uh, when you do the podcast tomorrow, there might be a fairly different opinion uh, of this race, but yeah, I'm just going to wait and see, I think. But um, yeah, she's going well, obviously, from her long break, but yeah, I don't know. Mm. What are your thoughts? Spoiler alert, Bot may have a whole decimal point better than what she currently is. Um, I think she's hard to beat. I'm a little worried about the fact she just doesn't have much gate speed. She's always a horse that is out the back. Obviously, 1,200 metres up to 1,400 metres, naturally, she should be closer in the run. And I think Frosty helps her causes. But that would be my only little thing. Like, it is early, early in the day. Mm. And... She I don't know. I just don't know if I want to be diving last in. Prep. Yeah. She's clearly the one to beat, and this is a much easier contest than she faced last time. Up to 1,400 metres is a massive tick, but yeah, still a bit undecided like yourself. Let's move on. We're trying to keep these podcasts to half an hour, 40 minutes tops. It is the diamond, the blue diamond Phillies preview. Interesting to note, we talk about it every year. This race is a group three and somehow the Colts and Geldings is only a listed race. Don't know how that works, but anyway, let's crack in. Heya Sugi. Heya Sugi. Crazy name, but anyway, it is got the race form on the board. $3.34 from Matisse, $4. Mindshift, $4.40. She Hung the Moon, $9. I Only Wish, $9.50. I just want to start. I'll get my plug out of the way nice and quickly. We are... We got the mail, the good oil, that the all-in favourite Tonkin would not be running. She was a Godolphin, Sam and Anthony Friedman horse, $3.50 all-in, and she looked a bit of a jump-out star. Got the mail, she wasn't running, so we've backed Hayasugi at $8 and Matisse at $7, so we're sitting quite pretty there. Uh, but Nico, what are your thoughts on this race? Well, we did also back Tonkin earlier in the week 
for the Blue Diamond as well. In the Diamond at 50s, yeah. So hopefully all is well there and our tickets aren't confetti. But, um, yeah, I think Hei Aisugi's just got the race the race experience on her side. I love that she's drawn out against um, a lot of debutants. There could be a few hothead fillies here. And I just think um, you see it time and time again that the race experience is just superior to the debutants. So um, I think that's unmeasurable. I've backed her, obviously, at a lot bigger price than what she currently is. So, uh, yeah, I've got her on top, and I thought the pick of the debutants was uh, Matisse, that Frosty's riding from gate one. If uh, she brings her lead-up preparation to the races, I think she'll be well-placed. Um, but, yeah, who knows? They're two-year-old fillies. Mm. Anything could happen. Yeah, Hayasugi was pretty good on debut, like still well-beaten um in the english banner but bold bastille we think is a pretty smart horse and um yeah it was the english millennium favorite before it's had a bit of a, a setback but that performance was good um and then last start down the straight in the ottawa it just did so many things wrong got completely yeah. lost she Not should the be first better horse to get lost down the straight either yeah she should be better for that experience um and i think she she deserves to be well in the market but i'll, I'll Almost thought Matisse could start favourite here if um, some of the jump out watchers get involved. Barrier one, it can be dis- like it can be a disadvantage, but I think a lot of the time with the two rolls, they are looking for a rail because that's what they know and that's what they see in their training and their jump outs. And I thought this girl has uh, jumped out outstanding, gets Damien Lane, and I'm really happy to be on her at $7 as well. I think the market's got it right. The third favourite is Mindshift, who has jumped out very well as well for the Freedmans. But there's so many unknowns, but I'm more than happy to be in the position we are. So make sure you download the six-day app and message us on Instagram to get all the early grouse. All right? be interesting to, to see uh, if they had their pick or not of the, the debutants. I haven't who, seen who, who they choose. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I think they've got a fairly high opinion of Tonkin, but well, they've just got don't so know many. They do. You just don't know if they're a squib until they actually get to the races. It's funny. There's so many unraced juveniles, and all the st- statistics say it's always pre-Christmas where they have a start, yeah. they have a spell. That's the winning formula. But yet, there's so many unraced horses that everyone keeps talking about for the diamond mm. and for the slipper. Yeah. yeah, and well, they seem to be starting could... later and later. Yeah, it's so interesting. It doesn't make it easy we'll, for punters. We'll touch on the slipper later on, and the uh, the rumours circling Stormboy. Ooh, here we go. All right, the Do- diamond preview for the Colton Geldings obviously listed a thousand meters as well. This time around, the favourite is the unraced high octane, and he's been absolutely smashed. Three dollars forty into two dollars fifty on tab. Blue Stratum brings the race form is four dollars. Inner uh, Visions is five dollars. In your way out to ten dollars. Let's face the music. So again, in the boys' division, they've nailed in. They've zeroed in on only three chances. Nico, did you have much to say here? High Octane looks like he's got a fair degree of substance from his trials up in Sydney. Yeah, I've got no firm opinion here, but the early money for Octane is very interesting. Mm. That was all I sort of wanted to say. He's been absolutely yeah. smashed. Like to back him, I'd probably want a bit better than what he currently is. Oh, like, 100%. I didn't, I didn't, 100%. And I think you will, being a debutant, but his trials 
were very, very good. Like he doesn't look like this squibby little thing that's on pace. Who owns um, him? He is a Newgate um, China Horse Club horse okay. for the Snowdens. Um, MZ first time. Like there's there's real intent here. Yeah. I feel like he's the type of horse who a thousand meters might even be a little bit too sharp. Yeah. At first, like I feel like he in time he will be a twelve hundred meter, fourteen hundred meter, maybe maybe even the mile over time. But he might just be too good from here. But Blue Stratum, like if you like Blue Stratum, four dollars twenty is not a not a bad price given it was really good running second on debut and then it went to the English race up in Sydney and it pulled up with a thump. So genuine mm. excuses there. All right. We will learn a lot more. Yeah, that we will. Um, it is worth noting in a couple of weeks, they'll go to the Diamond Preludes, which they step up to 1,100 metres. All right, race five, Caulfield. It is the WJ Adams Stakes over 1,000 metres. Varvia, $3 favourite from Katsu, four twenty. Foxicon $6.00. Q Man seven fifty and Najem Sahail eight dollars. I see no reason to not back number two Katsu here. Yes, he goes up a little bit in weight from last start, but gee, it was a dominant win first up there at Flemington. Uh, the market didn't really expect it. He was sort of drifted in the market out to seven eight dollars, and really he put pay to him. Um, he's a proper thousand meter horse, and that's what we say: back thousand meter horses in thousand meter races. He draws barrier one here. Um, he's going to rail up to near enough to the lead. Najem Sahail and uh, Indian Pacific now of Nick Ryan. They're probably going to go like cut snakes up in front. And I feel like he's just going to get the dream perch right in behind him. And I think he should be a lot closer to favorite. You can sort of get, you open $5, you can still sort of get 424 40 I think it's a good price. Um Varvia was so good last start, but she's 1,200 metres back to 1,000. Bit of a query, whole different sort of tempo early, and I'm going to be back in Katsu. Um, Sweet Ride looks a big price on paper, $15, but I'm just not sure if he's gone at the moment. So I'm all over Katsu in race five. Yeah, well, that was my big question. Varvia, 1,200 back to 1,000. She goes super around Caulfield, but Caulfield, 1,200. Yeah, I don't know. Very, I think it's very grey areas. Mm. And she took a like little it, while to get into get into business last start as well. Yeah, and it was just an ultimate PR. They didn't go that fast, and she was just able to build her momentum there at, at Caulfield. No doubt, it was a great win, but yeah, she'll have to have her skates on early here because there is speed oh, on 100%, speed. Hundred percent. The big watch is Katsu. He's got to do it again for me. I yeah. know he's unbeaten second up, but he was but pretty like, ordinary last prep. But he did look back to somewhere near his best last start, or at his best, I should say. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I I just think 1,000 metres is his go. Barrier one, mm. Caulfield, like, I don't know. There are a lot of ticks here. Yeah, can see that. All right. Race six, the Manfred Stakes, it really heats up here, 1,200 metres. Uh, what are we? We're a group three. Stepardi, $3 favorite from Brave Mead, $5. Carbonados, $5. Southport Tycoon, $6.50 from King Colorado, $7. Centerfire, $11. And your way out to Amigo, $15. It is worth noting some of these three year olds have dual accepted in the Australia Stakes on Saturday. Uh, so we wait and see which way they go. 
I think all three are all three are Kieran Maher, so all the dual acceptors. So that's interesting. But Brave Nico, Mead, Centrefire, and Southport Tycoon. Yeah, correct. I'll let you take the reins here because this is your boy, isn't it? Oh well, it's not. It's not the heart having a bet here. I think Stepati is a very, very good horse, and from what I've been told, he's filled out into a into a beast uh, in his break. And yeah, I I don't see how they beat him here. Well, he's just better than them. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I think he'll go to the highest of heights. His preparation. I think he could be a freak, and I think three dollars is a great bet. I'd have him odds on. Like Brave Mead couldn't get past some very average horses in very winnable races. Carbonados is probably the danger. Um, yeah, he he's the only danger I think, and I'd pen the rest. Yeah. The party till it hurts for me, and small chop Carbonados. Yeah, I'm seeing the race exactly the same. Um, there's dead set two, two chances here. I'll start with the favourite, Step Hardy. Um, he was awesome winning first up in the McKenzie Stakes last preparation at, at the Valley, over 1,200 metres as well. He sort of sat wide there. He can sit wide here, and it's less of a disadvantage to be sitting wide at Caulfield, obviously, with the one turn out of the shoot. And his recent barrier trial was awesome. He went past a decent horse in Ocean Beyond and did it under a full Nelson. Um, 1,400 metres is probably his best distance right now. I think he will stretch out to the mile and go to an Australian Guineas, but I think he's forward enough to win this. I thought he would be a lot shorter than $3. I think there's a bit of 320 you can get on bet 365. You might cop some deductions if some of them go to the Australia Stakes, but I think it's good betting. He is one of the better winning chances on Friday, but I am... Dead set sick of myself that I didn't take the nine dollars on open for Carbonados because I I do think that was well and truly over the odds and that was silly. Yeah, he's probably his right price now. Hundred oh, percent. But I know he only beat Spicy Margs last start, but the sectionals late, like he's almost run you know low elevens and he looked really good doing it over eleven hundred meters. His win over in New Zealand, his only other win, his only other run was over 1,200 on a heavy 10, and he absolutely bolted in. And apparently the rating for that was in the mid-90s, which is huge for a three-year-old. And I was probably questioning, was it legitimate, given it was on a heavy 10? You always want to be wary about wet track figures. But I think he stamped that he is a very nice horse. And I think I might be saving on him or just playing the exacta. I thought the only other half chance, not not really a half chance, but I would have a third pick as Southport Tycoon. I can't believe Brave Mead is $5. Uh, that looks short to me. King Colorado was five dollars earlier. That was ludicrous. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. And King he's, Colorado's he's, got to carry the no, penalty as well. He is no effing good. And I just don't think King Colorado is anywhere near sharp enough at twelve hundred oh. meters to beat these. I think he's a mile plus. Got blessed to win a junk group one. Yeah. Right, the only other race you wanted to look at was race seven. The John Dillon stakes over 1,400 metres. It sees Ayrton carry top weight, $4 favourite from Yonts, $5. Kabling, $5. Buffalo River, $5.50. And Unusual Culture, $6.50. So very compressed at the top of the market here. But who do you lean to? Well, I don't have a bet here, but it's just an interesting watch on Yonce. She ran really well last start, I thought, off a long break. 
um, only beaten four lengths over 1,100. She's not an 1,100-meter horse. I just think off a long break, she'll be a touch flat here, you know, running well late, and she'll be mm. a very, very good bet next start, 1,600, hopefully 1,800 even. Um, yeah, she's got a lot of ability, Yance. I think she was a big steamer on this day a couple of years ago, wasn't she? In one of these races, uh, yeah, I think she'll be from yeah. memory. Yeah, she's yeah. she's a she's a very good horse, I think. You don't say. So hopefully, um, she's a touch flat here, runs well, runs well through the line, and she's a good bet next start. But yeah, well, she possibly could win here if everything panned out all right. Like Ayrton, is he really back to where he was? Like he one first up, everyone got sucked in last preparation and then he was sort of back to his old tricks. Carbling is just... The thing with Ayrton is we, if he, we will definitely find out how he's going because Caulfield 1400 is his absolute MO. He's five starts for four wins and he's only, was I wouldn't even call it a fail, he still ran well in the Rupert Clark. That was group mm. one beaten by Magic Time and the like. So... This is absolutely his happy place. So if he's going well, he will run well here. And if he's not, then we're about to find out. Yeah. I, me and Anton started seeing other people a long time ago. So, <laughs> um, Yeah, it's not a not a real race that I have a lot of time for. Bottle probably froth it. That's just him. He does. I know who he likes, but we'll, yeah, we'll so let the punters. We'll leave that for the punters. But find out. You and I don't want a bar of it. He's... Chomping at the bit. So, um, yeah, hopefully Yonce runs well and she's a very good bet next, uh, I think. Yeah. I don't even know what type of race she'd go to. What type of race would she go to? Um, Surely there's a 1,600-meter mare's race at Flemington in March or something. Would have thought. It doesn't even have to be March. Yeah, late Feb. I'd have to look at the program. Mm. I don't know the... Those races Maybe off the top Sydney. of your head. Yeah, true. I don't know. She's she's got to improve she's off, off last start, but she will. Like oh, she'll come on from but that. She was also off a very long break. Like Yeah. She was off nearly a year, over a year and a half, so Yeah, no doubt. She's gonna take uh improvement off that. Yeah. All right, let's go to the Valley. You've got three races you want to look at. Um, then if anyone else has got uh, some bets after, we'll just say them. But race five, firstly, rail true. This is the third meeting we've had the rail in the true position. So that Have is you worth walked noting. it yet or not? I haven't walked it yet. I will walk it tomorrow. So listening to this on a, on a Wednesday night, punters, so you're – Sorry, recording this on a late Wednesday night. You're probably listening on a Thursday. I probably would have walked it by the time you listen to this. It's interesting because when you have multiple meetings in a row with the rail in the true, it can go one of two ways. It can either, you know, it can either compact those inside lanes and make it a lot firmer and easier for horses to be on the rail, lead and win, or it can do the opposite effect and obviously get a bit chopped up. So... Probably won't know that that info till tomorrow, but race five is where you want to start. Yep. Twelve hundred meter benchmark seventy extra two is the two dollar ninety favorite from Lady Susan four dollars forty Tango Jewel six dollars Miss Take eight dollars and Wally Belly eight dollars fifty. 
Who you got here? Well, I've got a bet in this race, and I've also got my lay of the day. I can't believe, well, I can believe it, but I think it's wrong that extra two is favourite. I thought it would. Um, it's got a bit of hype around this. I've got a bit of hype around itself, extra two. It hasn't really done a hell of a lot, I don't think. Like we've been with it last prep, and it was a good horse to us, but still only won that three-year-old race where it was ended up being disqualified when uh, Billy had his wrong claim. And then it went to Flemington, SP'd $4, beaten three lengths. Then it just won a benchmark 64 with Zaz on at $1.80, and then it disappointed again. Well, it didn't disappoint, but there was a lot of market expectation that day when it was beaten by Von Hawk and a couple others. So, yeah, it's got the potential to be a reasonable horse, but it's still only benchmark 64. Mm. It is a bit really. Like, it's got flashy colours and there was a big boom on it. But at the end of the day, like when I dissected the race earlier today, I was like, this horse hasn't really beaten anything and it's got a fair boom on it. Like, Lady Susan has drawn barrier one, Won well last start. Going to get a cosy run just in behind. She's rock hard fit. Celine versus Tatum Bull, who's drawn eight of a 10-horse field. Going to be back. Yeah, I just think extra two shouldn't be favourite. And I think it'll just continue to drift. And I think Lady Susan is the bet in the race. Tango Jewel's got some decent form. It'll go forward. Um, Yeah, it's got some good form around some other horses, but... Yeah, I didn't really do the speed map here, but looks like there's a little bit of speed. But, yeah, I still think Lady Susan, if it gets the right breaks at the right time, it should be too good. Extra two yeah. goes from, like, Zaz and, like, a few it's been strong given a few jockeys. It's PRs as well. Yeah, and it's a horse, like, you remember that day at Sandown when it just won? Zaz lifted that over the line. Like, it needed a proper vigour. Yeah, and then... This is not going to be Tatum. a point and shoot for Tatum. And the, the map is tricky, you're right, from eight. So yeah, I just think it's I just think it's wrong that it's favourite. So I was yeah. happy to take it on. And it's a good point you bring up about the flashy colour. Oh, people are gonna laugh at that. Bot would proper laugh. hundred oh, percent. It's like the cat the Qatar racing colours, they're both hundred percent. All right. The next race you want to look it's at. Not, it's is... not a simple ride for Tatum, like all good and well, she she's riding okay, but it's not like it's a jungle gym ride from last week where it's point no, and shoot, was, just hold on. Yeah. Apprentices, jungle, as apprentices as jungle can claim was, He was three. also in, in those, you know, well, yeah, he was, ad, he lanes. was advantaged um, against, we won't talk about that race. But, um, yeah, it's not going to be an easy ride for her. And this horse is not an easy ride from what I remember. So it's all good and well claiming three, but, yeah. Claiming three doesn't always win you the race. Yep. Race eight, 1,000-meter benchmark 78. Mornington Glory is on the backup. He's been smashed $3.50 into $2.60 with the TAB. Flying on a limb is also quite short around that $3.80 mark, but she she was the opening favorite, so she's drifted out a little. Philosopher, he's shooting for four straight wins over 1,000 meters. He was a good last start winner here at the Valley in Shearshov, $8.50. Fun fact, he actually leads the 955 Second challenge with the fastest time, but this looks a bit harder. Nico, is it Gav again? Well, I hope so. Um, I've got a big opinion of flying on a limb. We backed that uh, early in its prep last 
preparation to beat Katsu at Caulfield that day from memory or Sandown maybe. I can't remember, but yeah, if Mornington Glory backs up, uh, he's a clear bet here. Philosopher's going well, will lead from three probably pretty easily, I would think. Um, but yeah, I don't think he'll have enough of a break on uh, on MG, and I think he'll just swoop down the outside late and run over the top. Like, he, he ran so good last week, and he deserved that. Like, there was a few people out there saying that, you know, is he genuine, is he this, is he that? Like, he was just beaten by circumstances, all prep. And he was beaten like by he, a few good horses. Oh, like, first Mary up... Magnerio. First up, this preparation... Oh, yeah, this prep, he was beaten by Give Giggles at Ballarat off a massive break. Second up, he smashed him at, I think it was Geelong or somewhere like that, Bendigo. And then he was beaten by Ray Magnerio, who's a good horse. And he nearly fell the other start. I think he had a bit of bad luck in that. And then... Yeah, he was beaten by a good horse, Midtown Boss. Like he could be a group class sprinter. This preparation, like, there's no and shame. Even when he got beaten, beaten by Luna Cat, he was probably in the. He was in the wrong lane. That was a barrier that beat him when they were down the outside fence, and then yeah. he he smashed them last week. Like he's got a lot of ability. Like, and a thousand people remember he he was in the fuck he was in retirement before yeah. Gav got him. Like he, that was it. Yeah. This so, is uh, yeah. this is what Gav does. Rejuvenates tried horses, and this is one. And I was sort of knocking a thousand meters, just wasn't sure if it would definitely suit him. He just <laughs> needs to be covered up because he's got a he's got a really good sprint. Well, so if he's they've got gone fast them, last week. They've they've gone four point seven faster than six hundred. He's ripped home in the fastest hmm. last four hundred of the entire meeting. The overall punting form benchmark figure is minus eleven and a half lengths. That's that's genuine, like getting up there to you know. Listed benchmark ninety sort of speed figures. Well, that last that the time they ran last week. I'm not saying that he would have won the race, but that was quicker than the last ten lightnings. Yeah, from memory, yeah. I heard that. Yeah, it's, it's obviously like, all obviously it's different stuff. because it's pressure, all that sort of stuff. But times time at the end of the day. Yeah, never hurts to be running fast. All right, moving on. Race nine. It is the Group Two Australia Stakes. Wait for age. It's seen some very good horses win this race. El Segundo was one of them. Scalacci was one. We know Black Caviar won it twice. And, and in recent years, Marabi won this race before winning the Oakley Plate. V8 is $2.25 favorite. Absolutely smashed from recommendation $4.80. Brave Mead, $6.50. Centerfire, $11. Southport Tycoon, $12. Uh, and Sweet Ride, $16. So you will notice some of those are dual acceptors with the Manfred and also the 1,000-meter race, is it the Dillon, on Friday? Um, yeah, I think so, yeah. This is my best bet of the entire weekend, V8, and I am wrapped because we've locked in $5 on the sixth day. Um, $4 was also available for quite a long time for the guys that didn't quite catch the fives, and he's been absolutely tonked into $2.25. And my confidence in this horse has grown as the week has gone on and after acceptances this morning because his main danger is probably recommendation. It's drawn out in 10, and I do think the early map for it could be a little bit tricky because Snapper and Struck by are the two main speed horses. They're going to go out at a, at a decent clip. Snapper should probably lead, but he's gone. V8 is just going to find the 1-1 one, one for fun here in Barrier 5. Um and we know he was so good last preparation, winning first up when 
the camp openly said he's not ready. He's not ready. He was a bit woolly in the coat. Um, he still smacked him in the McNeil. That was an awesome win. And and from what they're saying, you know, every every trainer says their three year old comes back better, but he looks more forward this time around than he did last preparation when winning. And I think it's an ace move by the McAvoys to come here. Taking my Mooney Valley Cup off for a sec, I think the Manfred will take more winning than this race. I, I think this is an easier race. He doesn't have to face Departi. He, he doesn't have to face Carbonados. Recommendations drawn cast in 10. And, you know, a horse like Curran's going well, but he's going to be back well last from Barrier 11. Um, some of these horses like Southport Tycoon, Brave Mead, Centrefire, they're decent horses, but they might not even be running here. So all of a sudden, we could be $5 or $4 locked in on a six-day, no deductions all in, and we could have... Four or five dollars about a genuine dollar eighty dollar eighty chance if some of these horses get scratched. So I'm pretty happy to be in the position we are, and yeah, best bet of the day. Huge, um, yeah, I completely agree. It's a bit of a appalling field for three hundred fifty thousand. If like if he wasn't there, it's a very very thin race. Mm. Um, yeah, he gets a lot of favors, I think. And if he steps up and he's sharp enough for 1,200, well, he should just win. Yeah. Tony said, we've got plenty of time to clash with Stepati over the over the autumn, so we'll go here and win this race because it looks thinner. So, yeah. Yeah. I do think 1,400 metres is probably his best Stipati's distance. definitely still. the better horse of the two. Like, he just come to the end of it in the guineas and V8 was favoured. Um <clears throat> In, in the run, but yeah. At this stage, yeah. should, I, I know they did should. clash that one time. Um, what was the race? It was the Guineas Prelude, I think it might have been. Oh, it and was the V8. Guineas, I think. He ran second in the Caulfield Guineas, didn't he? No, he ran second in the Caulfield Guineas, but they clashed the start before that in the Prelude, and V8 was oh, really yeah, disappointing. That was the day but, that he was huge to party. Yeah, 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 yeah. He came yeah, from yeah, a yeah. ridiculous position to win, and they went, you know not that fast but i just think watching that back v8 did a few things wrong he didn't handle the the turn at caulfield that day and it probably was a bit of a forgive he ended up going around a pretty big price in the caulfield guineas considering his three dollar fifty sp there and he ran second step party ran third i know they probably both of them probably didn't quite see out a strong mile but yeah i, I, I don't think Stipati there's that much had trained off by that point so yeah that's true prushka sort of a bit of that but right. I think he's he's definitely got the speed over twelve hundred. Like that debut win that he had, he looked like a superstar. Albeit he beat Apula, who's a stayer, but yeah, I still think he's got the speed in his legs. And I I yeah. found out um he didn't go out for a break. V eight. He just kept ticking over. Really? Because they were worried he's a big big horse, so they were worried that he was gonna get away from him. So he just kept well, ticking over. Well, that makes me even keener, to be honest. Yeah, 100%. Like, he's fit fit enough. Yeah. All right, anything else around the grounds at Mooney Valley first, and then we'll go around the grounds? Um, I think that is all for the Valley. I'll probably back... thoughts on the What were your thoughts on the last? Uh, I think Parade is a deserved favourite, but Barrier 10, like, you, you just can't bet right now. You just can't bet because you just don't know how this track's going to be playing because... 
from 10, he's probably going to be worse in midfield. It's got scenes making... of when Shallowman held on that day. Back oh, wide, that, that, that was a terribly a biased track. What but a day. When the track flipped around and Parade was so good mm. when when uh, the Valley was playing a lot fair and the fence was off. So I think it's just a wait and see. Like squad was pretty good behind a smart one last start in Shaken up in Sydney. It's probably going to be nearer the speed, but Parade, if the track is playing fair, I can see why people would like it. I also think race four, number two running by, is very hard to beat. Drawn one um, will be up there near the speed. It actually led last start at Randwick and was too good for him. Um, Toronto Terry is the second favourite. I think everyone's getting a bit sick of him. He's had his chance a few times. And, and B Hunter is coming off that weird race last start. I know, I know he's back in grade and he's on the backup, but running by looks a good good bet for me there. So it's also in Sydney as well. Race four. Yeah, correct. Benchmark eighty eight. I'll, I'll back it in Eva. It's been well back there, two fifteen into one ninety. Yeah, I'll probably. Glory back Day's the second both. favorite spell. Yeah, sixty one kilos. <laughs> Over sixteen hundred meters, like surely not. Yeah. All right. Do you want to introduce New Zealand? Obviously, Karaka Million Night at Allersley on Saturday, and there's a few good horses and a lot of money being uh, shopped around there. Do you want to introduce that and give us your bets? Oh yeah, there's only race one, just for interest's sake. Crosetti, who might be coming over to uh, Australia at some point, you're not going to back it. It's a dollar twenty-five, um, but just to watch it. Hopefully it continues its winning way and they come over here. Uh, race number three. What a fall from grace for this horse, La Creek. She can't get out of her own way nowadays. Mm. If she can't win this, she's completely. Oh. Yeah. This is this is not a good race. But she's not going well at all. No, she's not. Um, race four is the two-year-old race. So from what I've heard. Drawing wide over 1,200 is not advantageous at all, but yet J-Mac on the favourite, drawn 11. The other uh, Tiakau horse has drawn barrier 10. So that mm. doesn't sound uh, pleasant for those who are on there. I For the narrative, I hope cool and fast wins. Opie's going to ride it, drawn barrier 4. For those that have been living under a rock, the uh, boys get paid, syndicate over there. have got a punters club. Unfortunately, we can't join. I, I messaged to see if we could... Uh, buy a share from over here, but you've got to have an NZ tab account. So it was all yeah, right. a bit too hard. Um, they've they've bet cool and fast at twenty one dollars about two or three weeks ago. Uh, they've had fifty thousand on it, so they're set to win a million dollars. Was that before it debuted? Or was um, that... I'm not one hundred percent sure. Nah, nah, it would have it wouldn't have been because that but, was, yeah. Anyway, so for, for the narrative, hopefully that gets up. She might have, yeah, I don't know. I, I just want to say something really quick. Bellatrice Star was awesome last start beating Move to Strike, the heavily back stable mate who was like a dollar thirty. It was a soft track, so that is worth noting. It's gonna be I think that was a soft seven heavy eight. It's gonna be soft to dry. And some people might be going, um Opie Boss and chose cool and fast. I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think the the He had the shot, option. He, he the did, option. did he? Yeah. Ben Gleeson said today on uh, on radio with Gareth, he's he's got All full right. choice of anything that he wants over there. All right, so that completely wipes my theory. Then I, I was going to say maybe Tiarko were just being faithful to the to the jock who had one on it, but no. there you go. Opie's the king. And we head over to 
race five, I'll let you talk about this, the uh, Aratoa Classic, over 1,600 metres. Yeah, Legato's backable here. Like, you get a dollar sixty-five at bet 3.65. Like, she's just too good for him. Um, she draws barrier seven of 13, which is absolutely perfect. She carried the penalty last start as a man, so she gave them weight. She gave them a beating first up over 1,400 metres. Um, she took a few strides just to actually get into her gear there and, you know, stepping from 1,400 to the, to the mile, which is absolutely perfect. Um, she faces a lot of the same opposition here. The only, like the market is saying Holy Man's is the danger. Holy Man's narrowly beat Bermudez last start down in the weights. Like that's, it's just not group on form. Like Legato should just be beating these and then coming over to Australia. As I said, dollar sixty-five is a bet. I probably wouldn't take a dollar forty-five is what she is with the every other book in the market. But bet three six five, take a dollar sixty-five. She should be winning. Yeah, I agree. I think she's a fantastic bet. She's just better than them. Simple as that. But Holy Man's the second favorite. Give me a spell. <laughs> Then we go to the last, the three-year-old race. Uh, it's not as bad the wide draws over the 1,600 metres, I'm led to believe. Molly Bloom is the favourite uh, that Shinny is riding. J-Mac is riding Orchestral, who's drawn barrier 12, $3.80. But the big winner from the draw is Penn Dragon, who Zaz is riding for Mike Maroney and his, um, his training partner over there. It was a Fair tip around for it when it was about eleven dollars all in. It's drawn to get a nice run. It's into six dollars fifty now. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting. Opie's riding Tokyo Tycoon, which I thought was questionable. He can't get out of his own way. That horse gone. It, like, what happened to him? Don't know. He was the next best thing, and now he wouldn't beat me. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway. Uh, J-Mac's interview on Tuesday when he spoke with, with Gareth, he wasn't really worried about Molly Broom, Molly Boom, Bloom, um, which I thought was interesting. He said this horse had a lot of racing. It's travelled up and down New Zealand. He doesn't think it was a, a threat to his horse. So, yeah, hopefully J-Mac reigns supreme over in his home country. First time he's been back in four and a half years. Yeah, wow. Crazy. He's an Aussie now. <laughs> no, so how's that? His mum, his mum's got a couple of horses and uh, just plays around with some breeding and whatever. She sent mm. a mare to Animo. Really? Yeah. So whether wow. whether she paid uh, a stud fee or not, it's probably questionable. J Max probably just got said, J Max, can you take this horse to uh, over to Australia and see you made Animo? Oh, maybe oh, yeah. it was a discount. I don't know. It's hard to but, say. But, yeah, anyway, interesting. Yeah, it is. All right, that is Sydney. Uh, sorry, that is New Zealand wrapped up. I've got Sydney on mine because I know you've got a bet there. Ramwick, uh, oh, rails out, which is Not necessarily a bet, but we've got a, a horse that we need to follow and hopefully it wins. Yeah, race one? Yeah, race one. This is this has got trouble written all over it. We go from <laughs> J-Mac last week, second emergency, don't get a run from a wide gate. Now we're back to 1,000 metres. Barrier two, perfect to be snicked and be back last defence and K-Max on. The horse I talk of is Switzerland. We're backed for the slipper all in. So hopefully we can see uh, see a nice performance 
from him on Saturday, but yeah, I don't know. The slipper could be all over, couldn't it? The news that we didn't touch on from the top, the speculation on uh, Let's Storm talk about Boy. It. Storm Boy worth, well, not worth, but has been 50, rumored to be bought 50 for million. $50 million by Coolmore. Yeah, so apparently there was three three studs, three mega giants that were going after him, and Coolmore said we're not going to lose, basically, from what I've been told. Mm. And, yeah, $50 million is the price tag. So it's I don't crazy. know the ins and outs. There's a lot of stuff to come out yet, but... Yeah, if he wins, like, a, if he wins a slipper, he's probably worth that. If he wins a triple crown, well, he's probably worth double that. Yeah, it's, and the big it's thing so is, Coolmore have said that Justify is unlikely to come back out to Australia. That's big. So I can understand. I can understand Coolmore wanting him so badly to have yeah. the closest thing to him, I suppose. But he could yeah. be a freak. Like they reckon he's going to be better over fourteen and sixteen hundred. We don't have. Yeah. A sire that can do both, like he can get the speed over twelve hundred, but get to the mile, like that could be. The thing with his last two wins huge. is he's he's done lots of early work and he's just burnt the candle at both ends, but he's still been the race fastest home. Like he might not have beaten March, but yeah, you you do just get the feeling that up and trip he he could just go to a new level again. But people hear fifty million and they probably don't know. Like it just sounds like a big number, but. This is a massive number for a horse who hasn't even won a classic, hasn't even won a group one. To put it into context, after Merchant Navy won the Coolmore Stud Stakes, very, very well bred, he sold for thirty million and went back over went to England, not back over. He went to England and he won a, a Diamond Jubilee as well. He did it with his tongue hanging out, you might have remembered and won by a nose, but he was thirty million after winning our biggest sprint. And that Coolmore win is still one of the most ridiculous wins I've ever seen, slicing through the pack from near last. And then he backed it up by winning a Diamond Jubilee. So just to goes to show, I think 50 million might be the, it's either the one of or the highest sold ever. Well, yeah, apparently there's a few ins and outs with it. But basically what they were saying is he's probably worth sort of 10 to 15 now. If he wins the slipper, that's probably another 20. And if he goes on to win the Triple Crown, well, write your own ticket. So they've got to pay overs for him now to lure him in to have him, basically, from what they were saying. Mm. I hope he stays but down for their sake. Oh, it's a big risk. Oh, yeah. It's a big risk. Yeah, I think it's something like the biggest the biggest sale ever, they were saying. Yeah. Oh, it might be Australia for Australia anyway. But, yeah. I don't know. Oh. I've, I've just got this little, like, I could be thinking something out of nothing, but... It's a big preparation. Like obviously, they're freshening him up now. He's going to have a run before the slipper. He's going to run in the slipper, and he's going to go to the size and champagne. Size. That's a that's all going to be pretty much in that preparation. It's a big. Oh yeah, it's a massive. That's ass. a big thing. Like this, the champagne's a while away. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Yep, we'll soon find out. But it's uh, it's interesting stuff. I've got one bet. At Ramwick, it's race eight, number ten, Union Army, and it's Kieran McAvoy again. Um, okay, I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure if you saw this win last week, but um, I do. He's came, back to Boston Rocks. Yeah, it came up against Boston Rocks and Parade, and this win was just off the charts. They went slow. He's ripped home and nearly eleven. He missed lengths. a kick as well, Union Army. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and then Kmac just sort of hit, hooked him to the outside, and he's just let rip with this unbelievable turn of foot. 
I know he only had 54 kilos. He's got to go up a little bit in weight here, but he's ran the fastest last 200 of the entire meeting and stays in the same grade, only goes up a few kilos for that performance. And I don't know. I think he could be pretty smart um, just on this real upward trajectory and I think can win again, to be honest. Hopefully the track's playing fair. That's all. Yep. Yeah. All right. He looked, he looked good last start. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Anything else around the grounds? I'll have a bit I've of one on once, Thursday once fields come out tomorrow with Bot. Yeah, all right. Well, I've got one on Thursday, tomorrow. Race six at Pakenham. Well, oh. I think you might be backing this with me. I don't know, but I can't figure out why Acid washes $2.30. Goes to a 1,400-meter class one. Malamon from barrier three, 58 kilos. Am I missing something? What happened last start? I, get smacked I, think, he's only, I think he's only this price because he's dual accepted it at Mooney Valley Race 1 on Saturday, but I think he's coming here because there was an article that went up on .com about Clinton McDonald wanting to pick the softer option. So I know Saturday is worth more prize money, but he's drawn barrier three here, Ben Malum. He's drawn barrier eight of eight at the Valley on Saturday. I think he's going here, and I think as soon as 8 a.m., as soon as minimum bet laws come in tomorrow, I think he's going to be steamed. Oh, 100%. I, I can't work out why he's the price he is. I think it was go there and win. Hmm. I, I can't work it out. That's all? Yeah, well, he's, he's one of the better bets of the weekend, I think, at that price. Yeah. No, I agree. I thought his like, last start win was outstanding. Could have um, done any more. He went, I know they didn't go hard in front and he got the dream runner there at Cranbourne, but he clicked oh, up. But and still, like, he's, he's, under he's one hole. by six lengths, like, going away from him. Like, it was just an yeah. outstanding win. Yeah, he'll win. All right, I'm going to back Sit him down. steer. All right, that's it. Um, that's it. Back lay prey, mate. I don't really have a, uh, a prey this week. I don't really have any value, but back is obviously, well, I'm pretty keen tomorrow night with Ashton Wash. I think it's one of the better bets of the weekend. But, yeah, Stepardi's my best bet. Till it hurts, as I like to say, responsibly. One eight hundred eight five eight eight five eight, and my lay is extra two. I'm not going to actually be able to lay it at the price it is because it's drifting like a barge. But yeah, it's it's the favourite to get beat of the weekend. I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've got a value. It's tough for a roughie this week. There's not really either. Nothing really stands out. Nah, but everyone knows what my best bet is. It's uh, race nine at Mooney Valley. His name is V8. Hopefully, fast in name and fast in nature come 5 p.m. Saturday. Um, and for a lay... Varvia for you, I reckon. Yeah, I agree. Varvia, back to 1,000 metres. Um, yeah, I just think this it's a specialist distance and you can't just go from 1,200 metres off a soft tempo to 1,000 metres off a frantic one and be this short in the market. But who knows? She could win, but I'm against. All right, a couple of questions. Geroid Martin, who wins the Australian Open? You're a Novak King, fan? King Novak. The girls? Well, you don't really watch well, it much. I've got a little multi going and I thought that Sabalenka and Coco Goff are on separate sides, but they play each other tomorrow. But I think the winner of them will win the tournament. So hopefully Coco Goff. Yeah. Um, 
Droid is probably asking me this because he's got me on this multi he took last year. Novak into Sabalenka into uh, Azfura to win the Oakley Plate. So obviously he got the first two legs home last year and then he was riding a big ticket on Azfura. She couldn't quite get the job done, but I said, you show me the multi, now I've got to take it as well. So if Sabalenka and Djokovic win, I've got Azfura going for a nice collect in the Oakley Plate. Um, Kiwi. What trainer over East would be the best for Amelia's jewel? Who would you send it to? Who would you send her to and why? Ooh. Um, I'd send it to Kieran's. Yeah. Uh, even if it, she was running in Sydney? Well, that's where she's going. Yeah, that's she's where going she's going. To Sydney. I, know, I know Kieran's set up. He's got a base there as well, but... Would you still send her to Kieran's? Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's hard to argue. She'll be easy wherever she goes anyway. Yeah, she's, she's, a, she's a pretty she's a pretty straight. I do feel a little bit flat for for Simon that she's going over East. Oh, yeah. I do I, understand I that in the same sense. I don't think she should have... I don't think she probably should have left him. Like, Siobhan does a great job when she came over and had the horse and... yeah. And then Simon was back and forth. Like, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense him. to me. But anyway, who would I send it to? I'd send it to Kieran or Gay, probably. But she's not a front uh, runner. No, she's not. But that doesn't really matter. Yeah, true. Snowden's even. Yeah, fair shout. All right, and. Jakey Wegg says, Tonkin, how sick do we all feel? Well, well Tonkin's not running in the pre- preview. Is there anything wrong with her? Or is she just not running? Hopefully, she's just not running. I don't running. think so. They've got a lot. They're going to split them up at some point too. Yeah. There's a lot of races in the next few weeks for them. Yeah. I hope. I don't think there's anything wrong with her. I'll try and find out. I hope Jake doesn't think that we've backed Tonkin at $51 and he thought that was the race that she's been scratched from for this week <laughs> yeah maybe uh, that's yeah, what he nah. thinks <laughs> surely not nah i don't know well maybe stress less son yeah if, if that is what you're thinking then uh don't worry because she was always three dollar fifty favorite for this week and the, the, the bets the that we had earlier this week have been the prices have just been turned off straight away yeah they're so gutless they, these they're even more reactive to two-year-old Price moves than anything else because they just they've know got, they've got Stormboy in the market, doubtful six dollars. They've got doubtful. He's not running. No, he's not going to run at all. I don't even oh, know why just, he's you're in. You're just there. saying you're just saying he's listed as doubtful. Yeah, yeah, he's got doubtful in brackets next to him. But like the prices that we backed some of these, they just turn them straight off. They're gutless. Yeah, like V eight today, sports bet two dollars open. <laughs> Something's yeah, got to be done. It's not good enough. Crazy. Anyway, jump on the six day and you'll get four or five dollars for V8. All right, Nico, that's about it. Um, I do want to just quickly mention um, we have had Betfair reach out to us, which is nice. And they've got this new thing called the Betfair watch list where we can go on there and we can give our sort of tips, our reason for the tips. And then the punters can log on to their Betfair app and they can click on my tips, Nico's tips, Will's tips, and they can go straight to a race and then click 
will put out either a back bet or a lay bet. I'd say most of them will be back bets because we're not we're not big layers, but it'll be blue if it's back, it'll be pink if it's lay, and that'll take you straight to the market and uh, you'll be able to punt on our tips straight from Betfair on there. So hopefully we'll uh, we'll have a little list out this this week, Nico. Yep, hundred percent. You can you and Bot can do that tomorrow after you uh, after you do the pod. Yeah, potentially. Beautiful. All right. All right Good it. luck this weekend, punters. Um, obviously, this is just with Nico and I. Nico's got a hot date tomorrow, so couldn't make it tomorrow. And uh, Will Alfred is serving cold popcorn. He would have only just knocked off work not long ago. So that is the reason we've split it into two. But you've had the dolphin tones of Nico tonight, and you'll get the robot Will. Uh, reeling off some nice statistics tomorrow. So scratchings tonight, bets tomorrow night. Beautiful. That's the way we do it. Thanks, punters. See you back here tomorrow.